Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs, Nieces Nugs. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast. Life lessons learned along the way. Season two, episode five. Listen, I hope you're doing well learning lots of things. I appreciate all of your feedback, especially those of you who've reached out. You've told me specifically how this podcast has helped you in different ways. I still have some shirts for sale, so if you want to wear one of those awesome Nieces Nugs podcast shirts, hit me up. If you're interested, I'd love to get one of them in your hands. Last episode, we talked about New York City and specifically some transportation in and around the city. How do you get around New York City? What's the best way? What what are things you need to know? So if you didn't catch that out, make sure to go back and listen to that episode. But today what I want to talk about is what do you do? You see, some people don't want to go to New York. Some people think New York it sounds like a terrible idea. And really, they, they get kind of get overwhelmed by the city aspect of it. Listen, it's easy to do. The nickname is the concrete jungle. There are buildings everywhere. There's so much to do, however, that doesn't involve a building. And today, I, I want to kind of open your eyes to that. Some cool ways maybe to see the city. Some things you should check out in the city without paying like a tourist would have to pay. I've also mentioned before my love for Broadway shows. It was born in New York City. And so if you're interested in any way in figuring out how do I go see one of these Broadway shows for cheaper, go back way back earlier episodes and listen to Broadway on a discount. But let's talk about today. You're in the city. What do you do without being a total tourist? You see, some of you don't know this, but New York City is actually kind of separated into different boroughs. I want you to think about sections, and in those sections, different neighborhoods. And really what you have is an eclectic grouping of neighborhoods that make up different boroughs and help you kind of think through where you're at and where you should go in different places. When people talk about New York City, what they mainly refer to is Manhattan. Manhattan is a long, slender island where most of the tourist attractions are. So that is one borough. Then you have Queens. Queens happens to be where several, the airport, the entry ports to New York City lie. Then you have Brooklyn. Brooklyn is an wide encompassing area that has so much personality and different way, things to see and do. Then you have the Bronx, which is think about north, north side of New York City, uh, home of the Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees. And then there's also Staten Island, which is accessible via a bridge, toll bridge, but also uh, the Staten Island Ferry. And what I want to do today is kind of talk about if you're in New York City, maybe laying out a plan from south to north and some things that I would recommend you doing without breaking the bank, but also getting a great view of things in New York City. One of my favorite things to do in New York is to walk around and to visit certain places and to kind of get away from some people. And so ultimately, this kind of helps you if that's what you're thinking. How do I experience New York City for all that it is and not miss something? But let me just say this. You could go to New York City for years and you would still miss something. There's so much to see, to do, and to experience. And so it's impossible to get it all in. But today, I want to kind of hit some highlights for you. Let's start down on the south end. New York City is known for the Statue of Liberty. 
In fact, several people want to see the Statue of Liberty. That's the first thing they think about when going to New York City. And man, I think it's an incredible feature. The Statue of Liberty is on Liberty Island. It's accessible through the Statue Cruises. You can go uh, to that website. But really, you're going to pay $25 to get on a boat to go over to Liberty Island. And for most people, that's all they're going to do. They're going to get off of the island. They're going to look up. They're going to take some pictures of the Statue of Liberty, some good pictures back of the city on the boat. Uh, Then there's what I think is actually the best part of that tour uh, is the boat stops at Ellis Island, you know, entry point uh, station for everyone coming into the country back in the day. Incredible place uh, to, to visit and to spend some time. And so if you're really doing the statue cruises for $25 a person, really Ellis Island, I would recommend spending uh, a good amount of time there because it's just so much rich history and things to see. Uh, but ultimately, one thing people don't realize is, is that when you book the statue cruises, Statue of Liberty passes, you don't have to pay any extra. And there's some limited tickets that are worth getting In fact, the only way I would recommend going over to Liberty Island, Ellis Island, is if you get one of these. You can go up in the pedestal. So there's a museum actually in the pedestal, some different things to see in the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty. But then they also sell a limited amount of crown access tickets. They've reopened this since COVID. You climb up this narrow staircase, and lo and behold, you find yourself looking out of the crown of the Statue of Liberty. Not super great view, but just a cool experience, something to think about. And so if you know you're going to go to New York City, look a couple months in ahead and find those crown access tickets or pedestal access tickets for the same price as just getting the regular Statue of Liberty. But friends, if you have a group, maybe a family, and you don't want to spend the money, there is a great alternative to both of these. And that alternative is to go even further, just a little bit south of Battery Park and catch the Staten Island Ferry. This ferry runs regularly between South Manhattan and Staten Island, and it is absolutely free. That's right. It is free to get on. You walk up into this building. Nobody asks you any questions. You wait for the gate to open. You go and find yourself on a massive ferry boat with plenty and plenty and plenty of seats. And as you're pulling away from South Manhattan, headed towards Staten Island, if you're in the back of the boat, you walk outside and you have a beautiful, unobstructed view of New York City. Great, incredible pictures. And then about a few, maybe 10 minutes into the ride, the Statue of Liberty will be on your right side as you're going towards Staten Island. Great pictures to be had. And then once you get in Staten Island, you can actually get off the boat, quickly walk around, and you can catch the ferry right back for free back to the city and do the same thing over again. If you're really, really efficient, this is a one-hour process for free. One time I was able to take my students and do this, and we actually caught the Statue of Liberty at sunset and then came back to the city at night. Incredible views, something to think about, absolutely free. Once you're also down on the south side of Manhattan, I recommend heading over to Wall Street. Perhaps the the most striking image of Wall Street is not only the New York Stock Exchange, but the Charging Bull statue is there, dedicated to the financial crisis of the early 1900s, and you see many people trying to take pictures with the bull. Friends, you cannot get on top of this bull. It is simply not possible, but great pictures to be had. Walk around Wall Street, the home of the New York Stock Exchange, some other significant 
key historical buildings to be seen there. After that, maybe head over to the World Trade Center area. This area, obviously, ton of history, ton of significance, specifically after 9-11. In this area, you will find the memorial pools where people pay tribute to the two towers and the victims who have fallen there. And then also the 9-11 Museum is right there. This is a phenomenal museum, something that is worth your time to go see. It's very somber, but also incredibly enlightening. And the artifacts that they have in there are incredible. They also offer free passes on Mondays between 5.30 and 7. So if you're in New York City, you're going to be there on a Monday, grab one of those free passes, get into the 9-11 Museum for absolutely free. If you're a student, also try to get your student discount if you're going to pay money. The Oculus is also there, an incredible, well-known building in South Manhattan. And they built this for several reasons to kind of emulate and to kind of uh, represent different things that happened at 9-11 that day. Uh, but ultimately, the, the architecture is incredible. It's a shopping mall, um, bringing people into the area and helping bring World Trade Center back. The One World Trade Center Observatory is also an option for you. There's three really main options for people to go up. There's actually four now, but uh, to go up and look out on the city, the World Trade Trade Center is probably the tallest. You have the Empire State Building. Then you also have the top of the Rockefeller Center, known as Top of the Rock. Um, I have not been up at One World Trade Center Observatory, but something that you could probably look into and maybe, just maybe, take the ride up, 103 floors up, and look out on a clear day and do different things. Man, moving on from there, head on over to the Brooklyn Bridge Walk. That's right. I think the best way is actually to take the subway over into Brooklyn, uh, to start in Brooklyn and walk towards Manhattan. So you would take the, the subway from Manhattan over to Brooklyn, and either you can take the A, the C, or the F and get off at J Street or Metro Tech, or you could take the uh, N or the R and get off at Court, or you could also take the two or three, four or five and get off at Borough Hall. Any of these three stops will get you where you need to go. You'll walk back, get on the Brooklyn, bid, uh, Brooklyn Bridge, and start walking back towards Manhattan. It's about a mile, uh, 1.3 miles back. Incredible views of the city, incredible thing to do, incredible way to spend some time, especially on a nice day, walking over uh, the river uh, and just really, really, really catching a great view of the city and enjoying company around you as you go. Once you make your way back into Manhattan after crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, I would head over down to Chinatown in Little Italy. Uh, I don't necessarily think these are great deals to go there, but it's a great opportunity to experience a couple neighborhoods, well-known neighborhoods in New York City. Keep in mind, you might get propositioned to buy certain maybe illegal goods or some knockoffs. Uh, if you're walking around or you're interested in that, there's always opportunity uh, to street shop there, to talk and negotiate. Friends, everything's negotiable, so make sure you don't get taken for a ride. But walk through Chinatown and Little Italy. Spend some time observing and, and buying some things there if you really are interested. Then head over to Washington Square. Uh, this is uh, one of the most well-known parks in uh, New York City. Uh, it's a lot of screen time. Uh, it's been filmed in Washington Square. And just off Washington Square is NYU. Several buildings and campus is right there. Washington Square, great opportunity to watch some street vendors, spend some time taking pictures, especially in the summer, uh, and then check out the different aspects of New York City that are around. If you got some time to walk, man, I'd head over to the High Line in Chelsea, uh, beginning uh, at Chelsea Market. We're going to talk about food a little later, but this is about a 1.5-mile walk 
It's actually a park built on an elevated railway, and it walks um, from the from Chelsea uh, north, and you get a great view of the Hudson River uh, as well. An incredible time for you to walk. They've got some places for you to sit and talk and different things. A great little feature. Uh, it's completely 100% free. Uh, go, of course, you got to walk by the Empire State Building. I don't necessarily recommend going up it. It was the big fad, especially after some of these movies where uh, you know all these romantic scenes happened uh, up in the Empire State Building. Empire State Building is is significant. It's a monumental a piece of New York City history. So if you want to, absolutely go up. But keep in mind, it is going to be crowded. It's going to be a lot of people. It's not going to be as fast as you might think. And the views sometimes can be obstructed. Uh, but the Empire State Building is worth going to see for sure. Just around the corner from the Empire State Building, you, I would definitely go into Macy's. Uh, when we go at Christmas, we always make sure uh, make sure to go into Macy's and ride the wooden elevators. If you've never done that, you need to go ride the wooden elevators in Macy's, like nine-floor Macy's building. And they have all the Christmas set up there, especially uh, on the top floor. They have Santa Land set up. You can go visit Santa. Uh, but this is a Macy's that you should visit. If any, you're going to visit any Macy's in the United States, this is the one to visit. In the wintertime specifically, but other times as well, you should check out Bryant Park. Bryant Park is actually just on the back side of the New York City Public Library, another place you should visit. Uh, and Bryant Park has a ice skating rink set up in the wintertime. Incredible. My wife and I were skated there, especially on our morning. Um, it gets super crowded as the day goes on, especially into the evening. If, but if you're in New York and you have a morning free, why not skate? Do some ice skating at Bryant Park. A lot of fun. Uh, and we had the ice to ourselves for a good period of time. Uh, but they have these nice winter villages set up, some shops set up, you get some snacks and different things like that. Uh, in the summertime, it's just a nice little park set up on the backside of the New York Public Library and catch people playing chess or playing different games. Uh, and then go over to the New York City Public Library and go in. Some incredible space, reading room, just some beautiful architecture. Uh, and a lot of people just use this as a, actually a public library and do some work and things like that. Just down the street from there, you got the Grand Central Terminal. Perhaps some of the greatest um, scenes and movies set in the Grand Central Terminal. You walk in and you realize, man, I am in the great room. I have seen things like Madagascar, scenes from Madagascar and others filmed here. There's this one little walkway where you can go down and you might see people talking into a corner and think these people have lost their minds. And really what they're doing, there's an orchestra some architectural issue masterpiece, if you will, where you can kind of whisper into one corner and somebody in the other corner can hear you as if you're talking full uh, volume to them. So if you see people talking into the corner, that's probably what they're doing. Grand Central is a great place to catch up on a bathroom break if you need to. There's also some food there as well, uh, but just worth going in uh, to there. And then you got to go to Rockefeller Center. Uh, again, a free place to look around. They do have shops. This is where the tree uh, is lit. So those of you who are familiar with the Christmas tree being lit at Rockefeller Center, this is where it's at. It's on the back side of Rockefeller Center as if you're uh, coming up onto it from Fifth Avenue. They got some uh, great light shows around here. This is uh, they got an ice skating rink here. I would definitely not ice skate here. It's probably the most expensive place and the smallest ice skating rink you could even think about. People go here. They want to get on the Today Show, uh, the Jimmy Fallon Show. This is also uh, where uh, all the a lot of the night shows are filmed and different things like that. They got some bathrooms down below. They're doing some construction right now, so hang in there. But ultimately, this is a great place uh, to visit and not have to spend any money 
whatsoever. Uh, and right around the corner, you got the Radio City Rockettes that perform as well. Uh, then, you know what, Times Square. People uh, either love Times Square or hate Times Square. Uh, people are always uh, enamored with the screens, especially the lights of Times Square. It has gotten more and more and more and more. But the crazy thing is just watching people. If you are a people watcher, man, find your space and just watch people. People lose their minds. People being weird. You got all kinds of different things happening. Man, I could hang out in Times Square for hours, not spending money and not paying attention to the lights or anything else, but just watching people. It's free entertainment. A little known thing people go need to go see, I think, and take a picture is the vessel in Hudson Yards, a rather new structure that's been built. Um, they have put some limits on the fact of whether you can go in and, and see it and walk around in and climb this thing. But ultimately, it's a cool picture uh, and uh, opportunity for you uh, to just visit another side uh, of of Manhattan over by the Hudson River. There's also a lookout uh, up in this area as well that has just opened, uh, which provides another lookout and kind of a glass floor experience over the city as well. One of the things that I also always recommend is going to Central Park. If you've never been to New York City and you show up and you walk in Central Park, you suddenly realize how massive Central Park is. From TV shows to movies, it makes it look like Central Park is this massive place and it is massive. It's 100% massive. You don't realize how big it is until you know what? I always try to rent a bike and bike around Central Park. The loop itself to just stay on the bike loop and go all the way around the park is six miles long. This does not include side trails. This does not include what's in the middle. That's simply the big loop around Central Park is six miles. You got to get off the bike. You got to walk a little different places. You got to check out the mall where there's different vendors. You, you walk down to the Bethesda Terrace near the boathouse and watch people perform and take pictures. And you, you'll recognize some of these places um, from TV shows you like and movies you like. Um, but I would definitely recommend spending at least two, maybe three, four hours in Central Park. It's a great place to explore and not even feel like you're in the city. Listen, friends, there are so, there's so much more to explore, so much more to see. Most of what I've just listed for you are free things. If you get your subway pass, like I talked about in the last episode, and you have an unlimited pass and you go do these things, you are walking around, you're enjoying life, you're getting exercise, you're seeing different parts of the city, and you don't even have to spend that much money except for trying food. Speaking of food, on the next episode, we're going to talk about some specific places I think, hey, you should check these things out in the city. Like I said, you can do much, much more. There's great museums. There's great um, experiences, whether it's sporting events or, or stadiums or things to visit and tour. Uh, there's, there's, diff there's Governor's Island you can go to. There's, there's so much more. But today I just want to give you a quick glimpse of, hey, man, if maybe you're in the city for two days. There's different things you can see, ways you can see it. Be prepared to walk. Bring some comfortable shoes. Otherwise, you'll get blisters. And go check out what New York City has to offer. Friends, I love the city, and I would love for you to love the city as well. That's it for today on Nisa's Next Podcast. Join us next time as we talk about food in New York City.